2: I don't know how much you know about Rose Pack, who was a respected and controversial activist for Chinatown in San Francisco. She died in 2016, but if you google her, you'll find this one portrait of her holding a baseball bat, staring at you, as if to say, try me. And This is why even after her death, she's still making news. A group of people protested at City Hall this week against the idea of naming Chinatown's future Muni rail station after Rose Pack.
3: Rose Pack has been a bully to a lot of the Chinatown merchants.
2: And it's bringing up all the old feelings.
4: You know, Rose never stabbed you in the back. She stabbed you in the front. I think that made her incredibly intimidating to politicians who are on the wrong side of her.
2: So what makes Rose Pack, Chinese immigrant who worked tirelessly for Chinatown, so controversial that people don't want her name on a rail stop? I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to The Bay. Rose Pack's legacy in San Francisco started back in the 1970s, when Rose moved from China to study at San Francisco College for Women. And Pack would go on to have a lot of sway. Joe Eskenazi's written a lot about her. He's a managing editor at Mission Local, a news website focused on San Francisco's Mission District. He says Rose came to power at a time when it was really hard for women of color to be heard.
0: When she spoke, she spoke not just for herself. That's that's something that takes years to cultivate and can't really be faked.
1: Over a hundred years, uh, so many people have sacrificed in my community
2: This is Rose Pak speaking to KQED in an interview taped back in
1: 2013. The Asian community in general have attempted to be involved, to be elected. And uh, you have to understand it wasn't that long ago that, you know, we weren't even allowed to become citizens or allowed to go to the public schools here or even treated at the public health facilities. Rose would
2: eventually work for the San Francisco Chronicle, where she was the paper's first Cantonese-speaking reporter. And even as a journalist, she found that she had to fight for everything. She was punched by
0: uh, an interview subject, and she felt that the newspaper management did not uh, did not take her side.
2: And, Wait, I'm uh, sorry, she, she, was, she was punched by? Yeah, she, she was assaulted during an interview by an interview subject. Rose Pack ended up covering a lot of Chinatown news. And really, she was the only person at San Francisco's largest newspaper who could legitimately talk to the Chinese community. Over the years, she got to know who was who in Chinatown. Eventually, she left journalism and became an activist.
0: It started in the 70s with things like, you know, advocating to keep Chinese hospital running.
1: uh, You know, very
0: neighborhood-oriented things.
1: You know, the Chinese hospital, we were somewhat successful in recent years to recruit the offsprings of our medical staff. So the second, the third generation of Chinese American physicians who are bilingual are coming back to serve the community.
0: As she gained power and blossomed as, a, as either an activist or a power broker, what have you, Rose was expert at seeding the government with people that she cultivated.
2: One of them was the late Mayor Ed Lee, who was appointed interim mayor when Gavin Newsom was elected California's lieutenant governor. Despite Lee saying he wouldn't run for mayor when the time came, Rose Pack and a few others encouraged him to, and he won his seat in 2011. I happen
1: to know that if Ed Lee did not seize that opportunity, it might be years or decades before we have such a opportune time uh, to have a Chinese American get there.
0: What really differentiated her from other activists or, or power brokers is that she never really skimmed off the top of that. You know, the term I've used before is she always reinvested her political capital and just kept putting more and more people into government.
1: Of course, uh, everything is political in this town. And uh, I would be remiss if I saw this opportunity and did not seize it and tried to convince Ed Lee to run for mayor. Just the very character of Chinatown
0: as it is now is something that, that, that Rose Pack was, was part of. Certainly not solely to credit for her, but she was among the people that, that passed the Chinatown master plan that, uh, that, got, that that made it so that it is harder to go into Chinatown and gentrify it than it is in other neighborhoods. What was Rose Pack's contribution to the Central Subway? Uh, That Central Subway exists as part of a promise from Willie Brown uh, to make it up to her for the raising of the Central Freeway. And, and the Central Freeway was basically destroyed in the in the nineteen eighty nine. wounded in the nineteen eighty nine earthquake. And you know when you go back and look at you know Dirty Harry movies or Bullet or or, or you know Streets of San Francisco, uh, it's almost it almost feels like those highways have been you know placed into the picture because they're so woefully misguided and they're so horrifically ugly and they cause horrible blight underneath them. And it's just such a terrible idea when you're on the waterfront. Now it'd be kind of like putting an outhouse in Yellowstone. You know I mean it's just the the most misguided idea but it was the belief of rose pack and the belief of the chinese merchants there that that had that had funneled traffic into chinatown and so it was willie brown's pledge that he would uh, connect basically the southeast of san francisco with chinatown via the central subway but but for rose pack the central subway meant meant something it was
1: it was the makeup call for knocking down the central freeway i hope the central subway will relieve some of the transportation problems that I see facing our community. For example, you know, nearly seventy percent of our residents in Chinatown do not own a car. They exclusively, you know, rely on public transit. So Rose Pack, as, as an individual, as a lot of people saw her, you know, she cussed, she
2: didn't hold back um, a lot of her viewpoints. Uh, besides the personality traits, what controversial positions did she take where people where people opposed her? Oh, lots and lots. I mean, I mean, Rose Pack was very tightly aligned
0: with the, the Chinese government, which is, you know, why it's the Falun Gong that's protesting so heavily to not have her name on the subway. Because the Chinese government cracks down on the Falun Gong, uh, which it, which it categorizes
2: as a nutty cult. So that brings us to where we are now. San Francisco supervisors passed a resolution last month to include Rose Pack's name on the Chinatown stop of the Central Subway. Then this week, protesters, including the Falun Gong group, said they don't like this idea. Falun Gong is a controversial spiritual movement that the Chinese government has actually called a cult. There's been a lot of debate over this label, but because Rose Pack was associated with the Chinese government, Pak and Falun Gong have been at odds how do we know that she's so closely aligned with she, the chinese government she
0: take she she was instrumental in bringing san francisco government officials and and other san francisco officials to the tours of china she she was someone who could who could bring you there and then and then you know the, our government officials can be feted and and you know and business can be
2: done when you think about the people who opposed rose pack obviously We can't speak for everybody who lived in Chinatown or Chinese-American live in San Francisco, but was it more people from the outside of Chinatown and the Chinese-American community that opposed her, or were there a lot of people within the community other than this Falun Gong group that opposed her?
0: The answer to your question is yes. Um, Rose Pack was involved in issues, and, you know, I think that her her relationship with Aaron Peskin is is a good and illustrative one, that, you know, that they differed on some issues and not on others, and they were bitter enemies at times, and they came to be close allies at times, and that's something that Willie Brown has said, too. You know, no permanent friends, no permanent enemies. Some of her bitterest enemies were uh, fellow members of the Chinese community. There's a deep rivalry uh, between Chinatown and the West Side and other, you know, um, power broker types such as Julie Lee, who went to jail for fraud, uh, such as uh, former Senator Lee Li Lin Yee, who, who she detested and referred to as a degenerate in public. Trying to win a showdown at Rose Pack in Chinatown is like walking into the burrow of a Wolverine and trying to take it on. It was a very <laughs> ill-advised thing to do in retrospect. And, you know, it turned out as you would think it would.
4: You know, there's a saying like, you know, you never want to be stabbed in the back. Um, you know, Rose never stabbed you in the back. She stabbed you in the front.
2: Malcolm Young was a mentee of Pax. He's the deputy director of the Chinatown Community Development Center. He's also a San Francisco airport commissioner.
4: I met Rose probably back in around uh, 2009. And uh, at that time, I had just been appointed to the elections uh, commission um, for a short stint. And uh, my friend introduced me to Rose, and I think he made the mistake of introducing me as a recently appointed uh, commissioner. You know, Rose, I don't know if she smiled or she grimaced or, you know, what that look was on her face, but Rose basically looked me in the eye and said, I don't care who you are, I kick commissioner butt for breakfast. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I knew from there, you know, that uh, this was a a woman that uh, uh, I was gonna love hanging out with.
2: You've used this word a few times to kind of talk about Rose Pack, and that's power broker. It sounded like she hated that term. She hated that term. Why?
0: Because she felt that it was a term that had nefarious um, overtones and that would not have been applied to her if she had been uh, a white man. Uh, They would have called her an activist
1: or a community leader. When you say somebody's an advocate for your community, it certainly is very different when you you know, referred people as a power broker. Somehow, you know, you are motivated by influence and you are influenced by money and uh, you are influenced by those very artificial and superficial uh, uh momentarily needs, you know, of specific, time-specific company. That's how I look at it.
0: Certainly, there is no shortage of overt racism, of patronizing behavior, of attitudes, but Rose Pack was a power broker. Rose Pack put people in power
2: and then called people up. Willie Brown does that. John Burton does that. You know, uh, And when you say call people up, call people up for favors. Just to get things done. Because she never held political office, how did she... How did she get so much power? Uh, you know,
0: like the old smith Barney commercial, she earned it. Uh, you know, you, you, you gather it in, in bits and bits through the years and to the point where you, you know everything and everything, you know where everything is because you put it
2: there.
3: You know, Rose was always laser focused on getting investment into Chinatown.
2: Cindy Wu was another one of PAC's mentees, and she was a close friend. Cindy's worked for Chinatown Community Development Center for about 12 years
3: you know, public investment is one of the most maybe underappreciated ways that we can bolster our neighborhoods. And so the Central Subway, of course, is a really important investment. She was able to get funding to make sure that all the bathrooms in Chinatown could get new toilets, upgraded bathrooms. And so I think, you know, just being able to think very practically about what would help small businesses and what would bring more customers and what would just make everyday life in Chinatown better for folks, you know? Something as small as bathrooms um, was something that she was just able to be be focused, I think, on the, the daily lives of people in Chinatown.
2: It seems like she knew what she wanted. What
0: did she want? The most obvious answer is, is a fair representation. I mean, we almost take it for granted now and new residents of San Francisco will look around and see um, It's very healthily represented by Asian-American leaders, but that wasn't always the case, you know? During the time that Art Agnos was mayor, Art Agnos told me that they didn't have anybody. You know, if you look at it now, uh, you've got you know David Chu and Phil Ting and you had Ed Lee and you have various members of the Board of Supervisors such as Norman Yee and Katie Tang and and Carmen Chu is the assessor a former supervisor and you know I mean I can go on and on and on I'm probably forgetting someone to my to my to my detriment but you know this didn't happen 30 years ago and that doesn't happen by itself. Chinese American voters are a goodly portion of the city. It's only in the last generation that they've really come to to vote as a force and that the city's uh, elected leaders have reflected
2: this demographic. And, and Rose Pack fought a lot to get the people who she wanted into office.
0: I think that's a fair thing to say. And not only into office, but into government. I think we need to think about what it is to put someone's name on a project like this. The Central Subway's budget has doubled and tripled while its expected ridership has gone down by a third. It's late, there's going to be a million lawsuits. If the Central Subway works out to be a costly debacle I think that you know this is something Rose Pack is instrumental in and I think that the city should own it. We can acknowledge the nuance of this woman with her name on the
2: troubled subway that she helped bring into being. Joe Eskenazi is managing editor for Mission Local. Everyone we talked to for this episode said no one's been able to replace Rose Pack. Joe says no one's had the personality and the power to get things done the way she did. Instead, when Joe looks around at who's shaping San Francisco now, he doesn't see rogue political characters. He sees a city that's changed. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and editor Erica Aguilar. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Katayama. That's it for The Bay. We'll talk to you next week.